recording straight out of Five Scotland. You're listening to the Films and Swearing, a movie podcast with your hosts Stuart Sutherland and Magic Mike Christie. Aye. Episode 182, near the end of our Netflix season. Yeah. We have this and our pre-recorded Death Note episode, Mm. so they'll be coming out soon. But today, we finish this season with It Follows, from 2014. That's fine, I was about to say 15, but... um, Doing good? You alright? Yeah, I... You're pumped? Ready just to fucking go on holiday now? Aye, man. I have to say, it's been a very fucking stressful six weeks. Aye. Uh, but, <coughs> paid off, eh, so. Aye, well, that's it. It's paid off. You've not been paid off. Nah. <laughs> holiday, promotion, let's get it. So, aye. Nothing interesting to talk about at the front of this episode, so let's just dive into the film. Okay, uh, our film today, It Follows, is written and directed by Robert, sorry, David Robert Mitchell. Yeah. He doesn't have the most expansive filmography, but I'll have a little look at it now. David Robert Mitchell has four directing credits. This isn't the same guy that was in like, Peep Show, is it? No, no, I that I think that is just David Mitchell. Aye, uh, sure. that would be something else if it's that bloke doing it. But I think he's too busy doing like panel shows on BBC too. Aye, uh, yeah. And then occasionally eight, nine out of ten cats. That's it. So nine out of ten, nine or eight. Eight. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten cats. Aye, eight out of ten. Uh, some yeah. some fucking thing like that. Um, his first credit is a short film called Virgin. It'd be interesting to know if that's anything at all. Really. A local legend involving visions of the Virgin Mary sets backdrop for Scott's pursuit for true love. No, nothing like it falls. Ah. <laughs> um, he then went on to do The Myth of the American Sleepover in 2010. Four young people navigate the suburban wonderland of Metro Detroit looking for love and an adventure in the last week of summer. Can't say I've ever heard it. Yeah, it looks like just anything. I'm not recognising any names in the cast. 2014, It Follows. Yeah. Then, this year, he is bringing out Under the Silver Lake, a crime drama comedy um, starring Andrew Garfield, Topher Grace. Uh, the plot is centres on a man named Sam. Andrew Garfield, who becomes obsessed with the strange circumstances of a billionaire mogul's murder and the kidnapping of a girl. Riley, uh, as Sarah, Sam's new neighbour, Topher Grace as Sam's friend who helps him find an investigation surrounding a missing woman. It gave me an impression that kind of had like a nice guy's feel. Mm. But it would just be between Topher Grace and uh, Andrew Garfield looking for a missing woman. And get caught up in all these other affairs. Yeah. So that could be interesting. Um, it's described as completed, but not yet screened. Uh. 
I don't see it. I it's expected to come out in June in America. So uh, we'll give that. That might be swing by your way by the end of the year. Yeah. And I mean, I quite enjoyed this, so I wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, and it's got some familiar names, and it sounds like it's an easy, like an easy film to watch. Yeah. So that that's it. He's a man in his mid forties, and he's mm. sort of four I films wonder, in. I wonder what he was doing up until. Aye. At this point. Exactly. Uh, the cast of it follows. Includes Makia Monroe as Jamie J. Height, Kier Gilchrist as Paul, Daniel Savato as Greg, Jake Weary as Hugh slash Jeff, uh, Olivia Lucard as Yara Davis, Lily Seppi as Kelly, and Bailey Spry as Annie. Because uh. that's mostly just kids. Yeah, in this one, it's not a big, big cast. Eh? No, and not really any, not big names mm, either. Which not a big name at all. One of the things I like, I like about these films where it it just makes it more authentic when there's not a famous face in the crowds. Yeah, and it just gives it like a realism. Uh, Mike, what is the plot to it? Follows. Um, a young girl become becomes a woman. Uh, um, yeah. In the back seat of a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so she basically begins to be stopped by an unseen entity after doing the nitty gritty. Yes. I'd, before I'd ever seen this film, the only way I, I, I'd heard about it was that it's like The Ring, but with STDs. Yeah. Like you had sex and you die in seven days. But when I finally got around to watching it, it was a little bit different, but kind of this kind of the same yeah because once you've had sex this person's going to follow you and it's going to kill you yeah unless you manage to shag somebody else and then it, you pass the buck onto them I know it's a, it's a horrible fucking thing to think about the fact that there's somebody slowly walking <laughs> towards you at all times yeah like, it doesn't matter like even it's the fact that they're slow but they'll still get there aye and like anything like anytime someone's chapping at your door like fuck have they caught up um, shit what do I do I'm upstairs how the fuck do I get out uh, like it's just a brilliant idea like uh, it's unsettling to think that there is just somebody coming after uh, you and aye before well, we start talking yeah, about that um, I'm, I'm well aware that this isn't their first time watch for you yes I think you harped on about this for quite a while before I eventually watched it. I I I was interested in it when like, it was one of those titles I could have requested as a, as a review title, and I never got it sent to me, which annoyed me because it was like one of those few films that I actually really wanted to watch. So I ended up waiting until it appeared on Film Four, <laughs> recorded it, and it's like one of those things where you had to clear your TiVo box, so we stuck it on, and it was silly. It was like. Already back at ten at night. This is an hour fifty, an hour forty. Yeah, about an hour forty-ish. Mm-hmm. So that with adverts. So, but once it started and we got the gist for it, like got that first half hour in, we were stuck to it till the end. Yeah. So, aye, that and that was I think I'd spent October. It was like just last year or the year before, 
where I just kept recommending it to you and Andy. Yeah. Just saying, you need it. It's got, it's got like Carpenter vibes, the soundtrack, the way it's filmed. It's uh, got this, that, and the next thing. I don't know when the fuck it's set. They're sitting, <coughs> reading books on shelf phones. And yes, yeah. I, I'm not, I've not got like a, I'm saying shell phones because yeah. it's two shells and she's sitting reading a book on it. I don't know when the fuck this film is set. Yeah. It looks like the 80s, but they have futuristic devices. I noticed a lot of the cars look really vintage. <clears throat> like yeah, like vintage, like seventies, like eighties. So I, I generally when I was watching that again today, I couldn't like pinpoint like when it was. Aye, if you didn't have that lassie <coughs> in the opening scene calling her dad on a cell phone, and then that lassie sitting where we are we shell phone yeah. sitting scrolling for a book, it's like. This totally looked like an eighties, seventies film, uh, but it just it, it had an identity crisis on what what age it was set in anyway. Yeah. Uh, Mike, now you revealed that this is like a second time watch for you. You uh, you just watched it at random. Yeah, I uh, completely forgot that this was one of the films that I put forward mm-hmm. to be drawn out the hat. Mm-hmm. And I just completely forgot, and yeah. we just chucked it on one night. There was nothing on, Aye. and that was only like last month. So I've watched it twice in the space of a month. Aye. Uh, what's your thoughts on it? Um, ah, yeah, I have to admit, it's like I'm. I've made it perfectly fucking clear that like I'm not a big horror fan. Yeah. Like some films are alright, but some I just, I just don't bother. Yeah. But. I probably consider this probably like my top five like horror films of the like decade so far. Yeah, I th- I think it's just because it's it's different. Yes, it's not your typical like slasher film. I know definitely, it's, it's got a good supernatural twist to it. Yeah, and yes, I I as as you could all fucking guess, I really dug this film, and I'm not really like a a horror aficionado either, like. It's nothing that, like we've we've all watched the big ones. Yeah. But it's it's when it's something a little bit different captures my attention and yeah. like things like this and don't breathe and lights out to an extent are really the big horror films I've probably watched in the last two or three years. Uh, uh, a quiet place is I think that I think that's described as horror. Yeah, I've suspense thriller definitely, yeah. but I guess it must have like a horror edge to. It. I really would like to see that. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping to at least catch it, but might have to wait and get the home release. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like also, we talked about last week. Like like Tucker and Dale was a very different take on the like slasher genre. This is, yes. We kind of class this as like a like a slasher from kind of because she's kind of getting stopped. Ah, people are getting there. There's like serial killings. Everyone that's getting slapped whilst. A lot of the killings don't happen on camera. Yeah. Definitely, people are being killed by this this entity. Yeah, and I mean it's not just a a quick like cut the throat. There are like some pretty grim fucking. Yes, I mean in the introduction, the girl that <sighs> drives all the way to the beach to get away and then just gives up, just sits there and waits for it to come get her. Yeah, and one moment she's crying, and it cuts to like dawn like the sun's rising and her leg snaps 
she's it's like a bad yoga position uh, and they're just all fucking buckle and the leg snapped hanging over and you're like Ugh. yeah and aye it's like that and when the the boy well, not a boyfriend but the 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 neighbour across the road when she said when the the spirit gets to him it's uh, more or less it's like maybe it was like a little bit like life force it's like a succubus like a ghost spirit uh, just draining the life, dry uh, humping him uh, till he died. Um, also, we talked about like how that's what they call the tropes and stuff. The probably the best thing about this film is probably the score. Aye. The score is fucking really good. It's just it's, it's that menacing. Aye. As soon as you start, I see we it's no the it's no the big bit. It's the wee like on oh, the the da na 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 na. it's like it's yeah. like a drip. Thing, aye, that, that is fucking brilliant. Aye, it's just like it sounds like a, a sound going down a corridor, and like, aye. what it's it's aye, it's just an un, it's unsettling, but it's yeah. perfect, and it's got its whole like synthesizer theme to it. So aye. you get big John Carpenter vibes out of the soundtrack. Yeah, um, I had to have a wee look just to find out who the fuck was behind it. And it was disaster pieces or something. His name. Aye, disaster piece, and I was like, okay. And when looking at his his uh, his work is is it's not a filmography, but he is mostly a, like a video game composer. Aye. Like they're saying, his major credit was that uh, indie game Fez. Aye. And supposedly based on that, I think that might have been a trivia point, but supposedly this was the reason why he got put on it falls because the director appreciated the soundtrack to yeah. Fez. Yeah. And mostless. This looks like it was the only film he's done, and the majority of it is is just all random games uh, that he's done since then. So to have like a, a video game composer slash, yeah. I think he's described on Wikipedia as a chiptune musician, yeah. is I guess not a bold move, but as an indie director, it's a fucking smart move. Uh, because if anything, if you if you didn't like the movie, there's a good chance you probably liked the soundtrack to it. Yeah, because. It gives you huge like eighties horror vibes. I Aye. felt, but let's talk about let's say the first half of the film. Any parts that stood out to you? What you liked? Um, I I personally like, like, I really liked opening because mm-hmm. obviously like I think this film would be probably better appreciated going in and completely blind. Definitely, like, which is what I should. Which is what I'd done. I went in without seeing my like, trailers of the hand. Aye. It was just uh, like the young lassie Annie running into the middle of the street. Mm hmm. And like her, like her dad or whatever. Aye, trying ask, to calm her down. Like, asking her if she's alright, and she's like, I, I'm fine. But it's like she like knows, and also you didn't really see. Aye, the camera. The thing, like, it's all off camera. Her eye. Mm-hmm. And then she just. It was like she kind of like ran and the Tried roots. to trick it. And then ran in the fuck off in the car. Aye. Mm-hmm. And then obviously catches up with him when she's in the at the beach. Aye. I really dug the sort of like the the first date that the main character Jay had. And oh, were, when they were in the theatre. Aye, and they were playing that game. They're playing that game in the queue of like who would you rather be? Aye. And it's not until it's her turn. No, it's his turn. I know it's her turn again. Aye, and he's like looking around. He's like the girl in the yellow dress. 
And he's like, what? No. Like, that one. Which one? The one in the doorway. I don't see anyone there. And his fucking face goes white. He's uh, like, hey, I, we, we need to leave now. Fuck, hey, yes, let's go. And she just doesn't understand. Like, are you alright? Do you feel sick? What's going on? It's yeah. like, we just need to be away from here as soon as. Yeah. And it just, you're like, what's happening? Like, what's, what, what is going on? Somebody tell us. This is, like, it, it's, it's, it ropes you in uh, really well. And. Because then, like, later on, they're in the diner. And they seem to be alright about it. Aye. And the camera pans. Yeah. And you just see somebody walking across the roads. Yeah. And it just, like, and I think they play it quite well because a lot of the time you take an F that's just someone genuinely walking uh, by or if it is that, um, that scene in the diner reminds me of a scene in in the Myth of Madness right where uh, Sam Neill's in the diner with uh, his pal and the guys with the He's axe like, do you read Sutter King aye, he like fucking smashes the window aye aye that's what I imagine, Have you had sex with this guy? Like, not yet. <sighs> All right, I'm not. No, after you. Just after you. About that, Come um, with me. that scene as well, where like the next day we are in the car. Aye, aye. And after he's done, like, he's done, and he just kind of like goes behind him and he's kind of acting all like affectionate, and then aye. he's got like the chloroform and the fucking the napkin, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? It here? is a huge what the fuck moment, eh? I mind both me and Margaret kind of like. Oh, this is that's a bit. What the fuck? Because like cut to like the police interviewing and it's like so everything was consent consensual. He didn't rape you. It's like no, like we just had sex in the back of the car. And you're like, it's like he, you'd imagine if he was going to rape her. I get it with chloroform. And I explained, uh, but it's like they've already had sex. Like what's it gonna? Why and as as you said, when he's been affectionate kissing, and you just see his hand going to his back and like. What the fuck's he doing? And it is just like the rag, and uh, just fucking. And, and then obviously it's uh, it's to show her that he isn't actually like daft. Aye, and just like needs to more or less explain the rules to the game. To yeah. Her. And I like how they filmed it, where she's also she's tied to like a wheelchair, but there must be like a, a wheelchair crossbow with a camera attached to it, because when the chair moves, the Aye, camera the moves camera with her. Moves. Because when she was trying to, like... The camera's jumping yeah. up, shaking around. It was, like, a clever wee trick. Rather than just having, like, it per- someone perch in front of her. Or it's just, uh, like, whatever she's tied into, it's also the same thing that, like, a dolly or something that uh, the camera's attached to. And when he grabs the wheelchair and starts wheeling her to the, the front of, like, the, the parking garage and just sees the weird naked woman walking towards her. Uh, and one of the things... Fuck, I've got the hiccups. One of the things I do like about like that entity is the fact that it, it could change. Aye, whenever it wants. Aye, it's not just some weird naked chick. And like, even though like we can, it might seem like harmless. It kind of like as we're saying, like as like really unsettling. Like it gets under your skin. The fact that it's just, it's just walking with like almost a purpose. Obviously, but it's taking its time. Just slowly walking towards Aye. you. And I th- it, you feel later on, I think if it's if it it's to the point where it's gotten close to you, it seems to speed up. Because I feel when they were being chased at the beach, it was really coming at them. Uh, Whereas when you have the old woman uh, at the high school, the school like she's just walking it, and it's always the most unsettling looking people walking towards oh, you. Oh, honestly, 
I fucking when I first watched it with Michelle last month, I fucking got a wee bit of jump when the big seven footer with no eyes coming to fucking nowhere. I was like, what the fuck is that? Aye, because that's it. They were all expecting it, it was just their pal on the other side of the door, and they're like, we'll open it, it's fine. And just this fucking jolly green giant looms in behind her, and he just ducks in, his eyes are all blacked uh, out, and you're like, holy fuck. Like, yeah. absolute shat it. But it is. <laughs> It must be, because that was it, he just fucking marched right in there. Uh, they mentioned that sometimes it's someone you know, and sometimes it's someone not. And to her, I think it was ever really anyone she knew. Yeah. But it just always looked like, just random, because there's like a young girl at one point. Especially at the beach, it kind of changed like three times. Aye. But aye, when that dude just fucking comes looming in, and like he ducks to get in the doorway, because he's that fucking tall. Aye. And it's just like, fuck. Yeah. Um, I th- like one of the good things I put down about it was um, I liked the like the cinematography and like the location of the film. It wasn't a, in like a big like part a, of America. It was aye, like a secluded, like a wee suburbs or something. Like aye, that. like <coughs> the opening scene where uh, it shows you the camera like in the street and like you were talking how we're getting like heavy like carpenter vibes. Like it kind of looked like that belong like on the street of fucking Halloween aye but, like all the, the trees, tall hedges aye. and aye definitely cut right to the end when they're walking down the street holding hands aye. you just feel like it, you just expect and fucking Mike Myers just to step out for the bushes aye. and go I think your problems are over okay. <laughs> shining up the knife <laughs> <laughs> but aye it does it's just the way it's set and the it's like the, the visual at the oh it's the visual at the end when she's like in the pool aye and like all the red aye it's like a it's like a, a cloud like someone's someone's put like a like a bath bomb in the fucking aye exactly the pool. I reckon if they tried if it was as if the spirit had blown up and it was like contained in the water it was it was a funny effect but yeah. it was it was like huge it was just fucking a pill of blood, pretty uh, much. The film kind of does slow down. Yeah. About the middle, but I guess it makes sense because they they're doing it like a the the investigation piece where they're trying to find out who where was it Hugh, and realize his real name's Jeff and I like how they found an old photo of him in a bunch of like Playboy magazines uh, and the Playboy magazines were covered in a bunch of used tissues. Mm-hmm. He just ran into a house and he was just sitting on <laughs> fucking shuffling one out each night in his wee fucking dilapidated house. Aye. Uh, and left the fucking. That was, um, I thought that was a pretty good, like, scene as well where they were all sitting, like, around the grass. Aye. And, like, it was, like, the, the paranoia of him, uh, him kicking in where he's, like, freaking out ass and. Do you see could... that, girl? I know. But, I mean, if you're in that situation, I reckon, like, any kind of walking past would give you. Yeah, you'd be asking everybody, can you? And like, hang is like, do you probably get people that hear a laugh? Like, no. And that, yeah. like, I see them. Stop it! Didn't you? You better not be fucking with me. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, that was it, because I guess he just thought, my troubles are over. Aye, but it's I no... shagged Jay and I left her, and it's nothing to do with me now. But, but obviously. They say aye. he could still see them. Aye. It's weird, it's sort of like, it, it stays with you, but they're not looking for you. Unless they've killed Jay, then you're next. Aye. Like, you're further down the queue. But, aye. Just that fear of you get to see it, 
And that works really well when Greg gets killed because uh, Jay's like trying to phone across the street and she's looking out the window and you just see it looks like somebody in long johns, like white long johns, just walking down the road, picking up a brick, like trying to open the door. Doesn't work. Pick up a brick, smash the window, start climbing through. And she knows, like, just by the way that the entity's walking mm. and how they go up to the fucking door and they're just properly shaking the door to get in. Yeah. And that gave me huge, like, flashbacks to, like, the original Friday the 13th, where I can never mind the names, but, like, the girl. Trying to stay awake and Johnny Depp's in the house across oh, the rods. Uh, no, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. I do apologise. Um, where like they're trying to stay awake, so she's falling to wake him because she knows he's falling asleep. But in this one, he's obviously falling asleep as well. But she could see the fucking spirits outside, uh. fucking clawing to get in. And it's no till she gets across there, and when like battering the door, and she's fucking screaming at him. Then he opens the door, and he opens it. And I reckon if it was like the entity was supposed to be his mum or just some woman in a bathrobe uh, and like he could open the door and he's like, boop. And then uh, it just fucking jumps uh, on him. <laughs> like easy uh, way to catch it. Any bloke's like, her tits hanging out. And then they just <laughs> grab him and was like, he's distracted. Get him. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, when it does get to the pool, it's... It's a clever trap, like Aye. it's it's Paul. It's like the underappreciated, like obviously the boy that's fancied her all along, but Aye. she sleeps with all the cool kids first, and he's mm. always like the loyal. He's like, "I'll do it if you want," and he's like, "I've got the plan. I'll save you." And just the thought of right, let's get in the pool and let's electrocute it, and have yeah. every fucking electrical appliance known to man surrounded her in this Aye. pool, and it's just how it fucking manages to change it up and it starts just throwing all that shit at her yeah. like that one shot where it just fucking chucks an iron at her and she puts her hands up to stop it I'm like uh, just the thought of a fucking iron being chucked at you and trying hitting your own like, yeah. oh, and that, that just that's, that's too real <laughs> and then like what was it like they can see it when it's in the water yes but it's like it's like the shadow or something yeah. aye and it, it's when how they're trying to stop it at first and he's like is it here? Point it, point it. And he shoots and hits one of the girls in the leg. Aye. And it's like, oh, fuck. Fuck, what are you doing? And it's not until they throw the blanket over him. Aye. And you get the fucking... The silhouette. Yeah. And shoots him in the head. And just drops in. And it is, it's just like that that shot where you're really like, fuck, fuck. And he's sitting firing bullets into the water. And they're just shooting through her hair. Aye. Driving past him. And I was always a bit... I reckon... I'm 50-50 on that scene, whether it... Like, a lot goes in, but how how else are you supposed to defeat this thing? Like, uh, I was never convinced whether I really enjoyed that part of it. But talking about it now, I think I'm definitely more in favour of it. I reckon if it's just because of that struggle and all the shooting of the bullets, like, I reckon. Uh, he managed to hit that girl, and he's managed to avoid three headshots to her, uh, and manages to catch um, the monster on the fourth. One of the... Like really, like ingenious scenes of the films, a bit where they're all sitting at the beach. And yes, he's sitting like on the deck chair, and like one of pals in the in the water, and like you can see also the like the figure of the person, like walking. Oh, I off in the distance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, and then it's like oh, you see, it's like just like her hair, like up. Aye, cause and it's that fucking. It's with the guy like hits the 
Steel chair. Aye, it's the thing with the chair. <laughs> aye, and chair it just fucking throws him. Then, aye, like properly fucking throws him. Like, and throws like, him at least 20 feet. Eh? Aye. And you see him come back, I thought he got cut open because he looks at his chest <laughs> and just got this fucking line across it, but it's obviously where the fucking arm aye. hits him or something. Was that when the thing was like a wee boy, yeah? When it was in yes, the... it was like a wee ginger kid going, aye. trying to get out the sun <laughs> as it burst a hole through the door trying to get at them. Uh, and I noticed, like, when it grabs them, it must leave, like, a burn. Because, uh, also when Jay gets to the pool, she's got that handprint around her ankle. Yeah. That must be what he had across his stomach, was, like, a burn. Uh, just fucking hitting him away. The only note I've got here is about the ending. You got anything else you want to talk about first? Um, well, one man of my notes was how the whole... Like horror cliche about like this, like the sex rule pretty much comes like full circle because mm-hmm. they talk about that if you like sex number forms you die pretty much. Yes, and like that, that comes pretty much full circle in this. Aye, film. that that's pretty much <coughs> the main plot device is people having sex are the victims yeah. of this monster. Because um, well, that's I guess you're right because it's been a while since I've seen things like Scream, but. That's usually where, like, they, they more or less fucking tell you the rules to, like, fucking uh, horror tropes. Uh, and what is it? I can't mind his name, but he plays fucking Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo films. Oh, aye. Fucking Matthew Lillard. Aye, that's his name. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really actually it. So, should we just talk um, about the ending? Aye, because that's, like, pretty much my last no point is about the end. Aye. Like, once they obviously killed him and it turned into that big swarming red cloud of blood underwater, yeah. it just cuts right to... Um, Paul and Jay, pretty much. <laughs> Aye, her's like, well, you saved me, and I think I've slept with everyone else in this film. Your turn. Uh, and I reckon if it's in the sense that they're just really what being intimate or in the sense that, right, this thing could still be following us. You better pass it to me now. Uh, and it was just the, like the the following shot I just thought was like fucking genius the fact that right I've had sex with her it's it's going to be following me now right I'll drive up to a bunch of prosies pass it on to them and I just thought that is clever as fuck of course uh, like if it's past you pass it to a prostitute and then she'll pass it on to whoever and if they get killed I'll go back to her, but she's going to be sleeping with people regularly, so it's got to be kept getting... Like, uh, this spirit's going to have its work cut out for it. It's going to get tired of following folks soon. <coughs> like, uh, it's just going to be sat outside the fucking pimp's house, and every time the punter walks in the room, just touch, touch, <laughs> touch. But, to be honest, the process he was driving up to did not look like the most desirable women. <laughs> I don't think they'll be getting as much traffic as uh, a, a younger woman doing that job. Yeah. Um... But actually, the clever thing was they never showed you I'm doing it. So Aye. you're left with that mystery of was he considering it or did he do it? Aye. Because you're kind of like... Because it never cut to a sex scene of him and like the fucking prostitute sitting on his sitting on his face. But it just cut to him driving past. like, Aye. And we all, everyone watching it, knew what two women standing on the street corner, him slowing down, thinking about it. And you thought, right, that's a great idea, but they just didn't tell you. Uh, and you're kind of left with that suspense, and then it's just... Then you get to the bit where they're walking down the, the street, the street and then the camera kind of... 
the cuts focus. are like filming, like focusing on them, and like you can see like somebody walking behind them, behind them in the distance. Aye, but you didn't really know if aye if it's for them or you if don't it's see just enough of it to see that it's following them directly. Because it could just be someone walking on the street. Because it cuts back and forth like they're just walking, holding hands, and he's not even saying to her that, like. I'm sure the prostitute will be fine. They're just uh, having like a wee talk about fucking something, but obviously like wee relationships kindled with them. They're just holding hands, but someday at the end of the street, and you just think, no, and it just ends. It just uh, ends, and the, the scores like the fucking the music's blaring, uh, and it comes, it follows, and it's just one of those things where like goosebumps, like uh, not the fucking children's book series, but like on the back of your neck, where like fuck. That's a good ending. Like that I really like the fucking ending to that. Yeah. It kinda of gives you more questions than answers really. Aye, and well that's it. It's as we said, like getting these different types of endings you tend to appreciate it more than just having like a proper happy ending. And it really fits the like your eighties horror things with Nightmare on Elm Street where they think Aye. everything's fine and then, and then they, they, twit, like, they, they get in the car at the end. end. Stuff, exactly. This is it, but so more subtle. Like you ah. just see somebody in the background, and you're like, <gasps> and as soon as you turn your breath, it fucking cuts the credits. Like, oh fuck, ah. and you're like, fuck. So, I I really fucking dug the end into this. Yeah, and it doesn't need to be anymore. I don't don't nah. need to see it anymore. No, that's it. Leave this as it is. And obviously, sure, this has been like a big su- success for the director because we'd never fucking heard of him before this. Uh, but aye, let's leave that as it is. Like, I think that's a perfect wee film one that's told. Uh, Disney needs a franchise. Aye. I don't understand how you would, how you would, like, and just, go unless, on with it. It could just be, I guess, like paranormal activity, just a different family, just a different set of kids. And whoever. I reckon somebody has sex when I go prostitute, they die, and then all of a sudden, like, what is going on? Whereas the viewers all know, but yeah. none of them know. So, nah, I can't work the same. Nah. It's, it's one and done. Like, Aye. that's it. You can't. You, it could only be remade. Because you can't have somebody dropping all the rules, saying that, unless they pull all the cunts for the first film. But, nah, I think that would spoil yeah. it. No. <sighs> Um, you want to drop us some trivia, Mike? Aye, I've got some trivia here. I've got two, four of the interesting ones that I've been... Cool. Obviously, we talked about how Jay was short for Jamie. Yeah. And that is a direct nod to Jamie Lee Curtis. Ah, of course. And the... Uh, Jay's sister, Kelly. Yes. Jamie Lee Curtis has a sister called Kelly. Oh, for fuck's sake. This director's being too clever now. Yeah. Um, they also talked about how, like, the film, like, borrows heavily for, like, fucking seven days and eight days and mm-hmm. all that. Um, one of the interesting points was the opening scene, the last is called Annie. Right, aye. Annie Brackett for Halloween. Ah, oh, right. That, that's what they were talking about. And then the last one that I found was... Very interesting was at the theatre at the beginning. Yes. That was the theatre that I held the opening premiere for Evil Dead. Oh, right. Ah. 
I, I mean, when I was watching it, I had a thought that kind of reminded me of the theatre in Matinee, but I was like, it's a theatre. It's got to look like a thousand theatres. <laughs> well, at least, like, that was a legitimate theatre. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, when you're making a, an indie film, you're not going to fucking create a set. Like, you're going to use what's around you. Yeah. Budget? You want to take a guess? Um, I roughly know what the budget is, because one of the trivia notes was on about the budget. The budget is on and around 1.5 mil. They rounded it off on the page I took it from and cried 2 million. All right. And now, how much the, money do you think? At the cinema? Um, or overall? For box office, there is a both domestic and international. So... Now, one of the trivia notes was talking about how a year later, it, it revenued about 20 million. But I reckon if that's a that's mixture of that. cinema and like home release... No, not that. It's, it is a mix. It is definitely combining both domestic and uh, like foreign box right. office. The worldwide total is twenty three point three million. That's pretty much making the money ten times over. Yes. Yeah. Not bad. Aye, because that's it. Um, fourteen point seven domestic. And then a further eight point six million on the international markets. So, and I definitely for like a wee indie film, like I'm fucking blown away that this just turned two million to make. Yeah, like that's almost like unheard of. Like especially two thousand fourteen, fifteen. Did we say? Yeah, like, but I mean, like you only need any elaborate CGI that because obviously the main like antagonist of the film is. Like an actual human person. person. Exactly. And half the, the camera... It's not even a camera trick. It's just that people can't see it. So it's not as if people are looking at something that's going to get added later. Right? Yeah. The biggest effect was probably all like doing that cloud of blood in the pool at the end. Uh, that looked and like the makeup. Yeah, exactly. But um, other than that, Amazon one-star reviews... This is our Amazon plug for filmsandswearing.com. Go to our page, and on the right-hand menu, there is an Amazon link. If you do your Amazon shopping through our link on filmsandswearing.com, we get a small percentage, nice little kickback at no extra cost of your purchase. Yeah, and like obviously you've heard my story that I'm I'm not an Amazon like, Aye. fan, obviously. Exactly. Recently. So this cunt's not helping us. Nah, <laughs> you, the listener, you can help me. <coughs> Forget about my co-host. He's no helping. He's uh, part of the problem. Ah, uh, right. One star reviews. Yes. It follows has 528 <laughs> reviews altogether. And a whopping 25% of them are one star reviews. 131 one star reviews. Did you read through them all? I, I did. 14 pages. And to be honest, a lot of it was just going rubbish. Rubbish, rubbish, dull, rubbish, rubbish. Give it no stars if I could. Like all those fucking those chestnuts. And a lot of it was people saying, there's so many good reviews, I can't believe it. All they went into it with huge expectations. So I might have been thought that were trying too hard, but. This is probably the people that like love films like fucking Truth or Dare and whatever the the flavour of the month from Blumhouse is. Aye. Aye, because. 
that's a, this could have easily been one of those things like how Bloomhouse films have literally like no budget and make a fucking rake at the box office, but since they they're that small, they can afford to make five films and have three of them really shit and have two of them work. Like in amongst your Bloomhouse, you get Get Out, yeah, and now we've got like Halloween, so. Yeah, I'm fucking praying at that. Trailer drops and like <laughs> itching for it. Every day I'm waiting for it. <laughs> so our first one star review. Uh, one star by Amazon customer. My girlfriend made me watch this film. Now I am having some serious doubts about our compatibility. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker's thinking about ending his relationship with his missus. And he's doing it by Amazon reviews. Is he going to like Shag in the back of the car and then just like... He's just got a chloroformer and leave her somewhere. Just like, shh, shh. She's like, no, no. Like, she's fucking just already got the Amazon Fire Stick on like the marketplace to play the film. <laughs> like, no, no, not again. Not after it follows. Shh, go to sleep. <sighs> Drives her off to the woods. And our last one, uh, One Star by Jack. It follows. It bores. Fuck you, Jack. <laughs> what the fuck? It follows, it bores. So yes, that is our one-star review. I mean, I, I'm assuming people like that didn't appreciate like the films as much as we do. Like, aye, like see, like I, I want my like horror films to be smart, mm, different, something different. Then they then they like rely heavily on blood and gore and fucking Jump effects scares. and stuff. Aye, aye. I want a film that is going to like get inside your fucking head aye. and make you feel a wee bit like unsettled. And the fact it's one of those fucking films that you watch it and you're talking about it for like two days after seeing it, especially if it's like a first time watch. Like, that's probably what you're gonna be talking about with folk for like a week. Like, just want to see if anyone else has seen it and telling fuck about it. And I was a prime example, I was fucking fucking talking the ears after you about the last couple weeks when I'd first seen it. And I mind fucking just like trying to play the soundtrack on Spotify. Uh, and I'm on cheap Spotify, so I'm getting fucking Katy Perry albums before I'm getting the song I want on Spotify. <laughs> like, just play the fucking song. Time to wrap up the show, Mike. Next week, Odd Films and Swearing will be a episode between me and Kenneth Broson from Podcast and Fire discussing the US remake of Death Notes. Funnily enough, a Netflix film. Yeah. Did you just call it a remake? Remake? Is that a remake? Did I say it too fast? Yes, you did. Possibly. Um, aye. So, that is just another little episode to keep you going. And by that time, we'll be all back. Holidays will be all back to reality. I know, and we've got big plans. Yes. Decades worth. I know. So, some big films to talk about this summer. Uh-huh. Patreon. 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 <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash FAS podcast. Feel free to sign up and contribute to Films and Swearing by giving us... I've looked at it and I think the minimal cost is roughly two quid a month. And you get full access to our online archive of extended episodes, wrestling commentaries and some exclusive podcasts. That's it. There's, There's nothing else. There's just... Like about 25 hours worth of additional podcasts online available at the cost of £2 a month if you want it. Patreon.com forward slash FAS podcast. Social media, you could find us on Facebook, 
Twitter and Instagram with the username at FAS Podcast. And Mike. I'll uh, see you in a few weeks. Yes. Aye, definitely. I was actually looking for your your fucking Twitter handle. Oh, I yes. <laughs> I could get my coat on the new, like, it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I say, ah, Mickey wanna be. Yes. I'm just continuously spamming about Fortnite in the new, pretty much. All oh, right, I thought you were having a wee look for that Halloween trailer there. Like, no, although somebody made no. up that fucking, remember that trailer I showed you last week? Oh, yeah, a fan it. trailer. Yeah, somebody put up that on, like, on YouTube and was like, the trailer's here. And like I said, I've seen that and I was like, no, that's fucking no. You lying cunts. I know. So, aye. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it's here before we record next. Aye, because that's how we could fucking start. Find out. Just get a test for it. That's all we're needing. I know. You just a wee test. So, uh, shout outs to Paul Loudon uh, for our artwork, uh, David Lopan for the music, uh, Patreon shout outs to Mags, Kenny and Stu. And ladies and gentlemen, end of the episode. I'm Shoot Southern. This is Magic Mike Christie. She is. Fuck off and tune in next week. <laughs>